Welcome to the Calvary Family Ministry Podcast. Our goal is to come alongside you as you grow in your relationship with Jesus. Our hope is to support, encourage, and equip both parents and families with practical words and stories from the Bible, but also people in our community as well. Our hope is also that through this podcast, you would feel more connected, not just to Calvary, but to the God of all creation. Well, welcome to the Family Ministries podcast. We, in this crazy season of pandemic, have been exploring different ways that we can support our families as you grow in your relationships with Jesus and as you are the primary spiritual influencers in your kids' lives. We believe that. And so we are excited to be launching a podcast. Um, and we decided just to dive right in in this difficult topic that we we all find ourselves in in this season. It's August of 2020, which means everybody's about to make or has made decisions for what the 2020 and maybe 2021 school year is going to look like. So we're going to dive in today talking about we've made our decision. And so now what do we do as parents, as caregivers with the anxiety and the stress that we're, we may be feeling now or we are going to experience as we move into this school year most of us may not be professional teachers, but we have with us today some professional teachers and professional moms that are going to give us great wisdom and advice on how to navigate this season. So first, I want to introduce uh, my co-host, uh, partner in crime, Dave Walters. He's amazing. And so, uh, Dave, why don't you tell us what you do here at Calvary and a little bit about your family, because you're in the middle of making decisions for your girls right now as well. Well, thanks, Jess, partner in crime. There we go. Uh, <laughs> I don't know as what she said, committing. <laughs> <laughs> who knows, but uh, that's uh, whatever. In any case, yeah, uh, Dave, I work uh, here at Calvary Church with Jess, and uh, I'm on a team with her, and it's just really great to be able to do ministry uh, life with, with her. And uh, I oversee kids' ministry here for both of our campuses, and I've uh, been here for 15 years, which is hard to believe. I met my wife here at Calvary Church way back in the day, and actually, uh, tomorrow we're celebrating, uh, Lisa and I, we're celebrating our 14th anniversary tomorrow, wedding anniversary. So Yay. thank you. That's yeah, amazing. That's good. Yeah, that's good stuff there. And uh, we have uh, uh, two boys from the, we're a blended family. So we have two older boys, they're 23, 25. And thankfully they do not live in our house, uh, which is great. Uh, Cause that would bring a whole lot of other stress that we could talk. That's a whole nother podcast, right? But uh, we've got our girls, uh, Laura and Reagan. Uh, who are 11 and 7. Laura's going into middle school this year. Reagan will be a second grader, and we have them at Faith Christian Academy. And uh, yeah, we had to make the decision uh, whether to to continue to attend Faith or not, because Faith made the choice to go back in person uh, with mitigation and uh, safety precautions and things like that. So uh, a lot of families that went that attend Faith here in July were asked to make decisions whether or not to to continue to attend. So we're going to try it. We made the decision to try it and have our girls attend. And uh, so, yeah, we're excited about that. And that's less than two weeks away that we start. Wow. wow. Yeah. Well, thanks, Dave. Um, in a moment, I'd want to ask you some questions about how you and Lisa kind of navigated through that decision and, and your role as a dad in that and how you were able to walk alongside your wife as you guys wrestled through what was going to be best for your family. I realized I didn't introduce um, and just give an insight into our family. So we, my husband and I have two girls that are older. They're 20 and 19. 
Um, Nadia is about to be 21 and she's a junior going into her junior year at the University of Pittsburgh. And so she just left yesterday to make her way back out to Pittsburgh. And right now our understanding is a lot of the classes are, they're all going to be offered online, but they have some of the professors and, and students have the option to attend some classes in person. Um, and so we're going to, we were in that moment. We're just going to see how it goes. She's, she always has a hard time leaving because we also have a four-year-old. And so that makes it really difficult for her to want to leave home after spending the summer um, with him. And he's, he's awesome and precious or Wyatt, but she's going to try it. And then we'll, we'll navigate the spring semester when it comes. And so she'll be back in November. And I think as most colleges, they're just going to be home. They won't go back after Thanksgiving break. So that's our family situation. So both of our girls actually are out of school in this moment, um, doing college virtually or in some sort of hybrid fashion. And then right now, Wyatt's set to go to preschool, and we have yet to totally decide if he's in. Marie Allen, if you're listening, he is still signed up, and, and we've so appreciated uh, Indian Valley's just response in all of this and that he has the option. But we're still navigating for our family what's best. My mother-in-law lives with us. She has an in-law suite. Uh, attached to our house. And so we have some dynamics in our household that, that make this decision interesting because she is higher risk. And so we're, we're navigating that, but yeah, so he'll either start preschool or he won't, but at four, I do feel a little bit lucky that we're not quite needing to make a decision as we would if he were in third grade or fifth grade or high school. So that's where we are. So Dave, would you just give us some insight as a dad, how has this uh, played out in your household? And then uh, I'm excited to introduce our guest, but just, yeah, as the role of a dad, what does that look like for you the last few weeks? Yeah. So, uh, um, first of all, it, it wasn't a t uh, wasn't an easy decision. We know how much the girls love the school and their friends that they've met at the school and, and the teachers that they've interacted with. And, and so, you know, when we weighed a lot of those circumstances about their social, spiritual well-being against the concerns of uh, coronavirus and those sorts of things, it, it was a hard decision to make. I mean, because you're thinking of the the safety of your of your kids versus the you know the well-roundedness maybe of of who they are as as individuals. And so we we made the decision to to keep them there, trusting that the the safety precautions that Faith is putting in place will do what you know, they're intended to do, which is to keep our, not just our girls, but all of the children safe, as well as the teachers and the staff there. And so in walking through this decision, you know, in supporting Lisa, you know, through this all, you know, we certainly prayed, we talked a lot about it. Uh, we were talking about it even before Faith came out with the decision to go back, you know, what are our options? What are we looking at doing? Uh, both my wife and I, we work full time. Fortunately, we're able to work from home, both of us. Uh, we have flexibility in our schedules. So school at home, uh, like it was back in the spring, although not ideal, was not a, a terrible option for us. Uh, homeschooling, no, <laughs> that wasn't going to work for us because we, we weren't prepared to, to take that on. But some sort of virtual learning, we, we could have continued that. But coming to a place where we were at peace with the decision is really what it came down to. And as we talked it out, as we prayed together, as we prayed individually, the decision to, to have them go back is, is where we felt the most peace uh, in that. So supporting my wife through what, what she was wrestling with, the questions that she had, 
uh, making sure I was present in the moment, you know, validating her emotions, uh, validating her frustration, her questions, uh, giving her, not trying to answer her questions on my own of things that I didn't know about. I mean, us, us guys, we're, we're pretty famous for trying to solve all the problems of the world, uh, but trying to, you know, point her towards other people that were kind of in our same situation that might have better answers or uh, more clear answers. So it didn't all have to come from me as her husband um, in that circumstance. So trying to get as much information as we could and trying to be as supportive as I could while being in the moment, uh, not being distracted by other things. Thanks, Dave. Yeah. Well, uh, why don't we introduce our guests? We have some pretty Love amazing it. people with us. They today. are amazing. Um, so uh, I'll introduce Brianna. Why don't you introduce uh-huh. Andrea? Mostly because I'm terrified to say her last name. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> So with us, we have Brianna Link, who is uh, married to Love Jeremiah it. Link, who you may know. Uh, he preaches, um, young adult pastor, all around good guy and teammate on the Calvary team, but his his better half is with us, Brianna, and she is a mom to three awesome kids. Um, so Brianna, why don't you tell us a little bit about you and then kind of where you are, uh, what school district you're in, and the decision maybe that you guys have made to intro who you are. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, yeah, Brianna, Jeremiah's wife. You know me, I do random, random stuff. I don't even, there's nothing good to share with you, really. Um, <laughs> Wait, also, wait, recent Enneagram coach, right? I mean, technically I'm certified, but uh, yes. very new, very new. So I know I still have a lot to learn, but it's very interesting to me. Um, you know, you can really just find me complaining about the summer, really over this, <laughs> not only the perpetual summer of activity, but also the heat, I'm over it. But yeah, my kid, I've got three kids. My daughter is eight She'll be going into third grade. My son is six. He's going into kindergarten. And Mm. then my other daughter is three. She should be starting preschool. Um, We are at Penridge at West Rock Hill Elementary. And, you know, I am just someone who will like to procrastinate my decision until the very last second. And so I still tell everyone in my head, I'm just not really sure, even though I know, I know what we need to do. And what we'll probably do is, is keep them home given, Mm. especially the recent things. And Jeremiah, if you didn't know, did teach for 11 years. And so he um, has been really helpful in this process because if you do know me, you know I'm beyond with the emotions and he is not as beyond, not nearly as beyond with emotions and just brings a lot of like level-headedness in terms of education and what our kids may or may not need. And so, um, Hmm. uh, yeah, I'm just trying to reconcile that. Maybe I will say still don't feel 100%, but chances are we will be keeping them home and doing virtual. Yeah. Just like Dave, like there's no way homeschool, like me coming up with activities would be a thing. Um, it's just a good day. If I can get a schedule going, I mean, my what my son said to me, Hey mom, we, we have not read it all this summer. I was like, you are correct. That chart on the fridge is empty. We have not read a book. So for all you parents out there who are still like, my kid hasn't read neither of mine. So we're all good. That's where we're at here. We're good. Thank you. Well, thank you for being with us. You are amazing and I'm excited uh, for what you have to share. Dave, you want to introduce Andrea? Yeah, Andrea. uh, We call her around here Andrea D because of her last name, but Andrea uh, Descalescu. I think I got it pretty close there to to saying it right, but Andrea is one of our uh, incredible volunteers for Calvary Kids. Uh, She's one of our large group storytellers for elementary 
um, and does an awesome job. And we love uh, what, how she connects with kids and, and just her heart for ministry and sharing the love of Christ with, uh, with children, really of all ages, not just our elementary kids. So, uh, Andrea, we are so thankful that you're able to be a part of our, our group here today. And uh, we know that you know, you've got a, a great story here to tell. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself uh, and your family? Sure. Um, I am married to Dave. Um, and not Dave, me. Not me. Another, no, another Dave, Dave. Bless you. <laughs> um, my in-laws are immigrants from Europe. And we always say, if you can guess the country that the name comes from, Bless Gillespie, then we owe you a coffee. So if anybody <laughs> sends emails to you, and they guess the correct country, I will definitely send them a coffee. Um, and before I had my kids, I was a teacher. I taught kindergarten for six years. That was the longest. I taught a lot of grades, but that was the longest one in public school, which means I love to color. And I love smiley faces and putting them at the end of my name. Um, and my husband is full-time military. He's with the National Guard now, um, which means we're a military family and I've been a military spouse. So I know all the phonetic alphabet. <laughs> And I can, uh, I can read military time, <laughs> um, but we have two daughters and um, there are, one is six who would be going to kindergarten and my younger daughter is three and she would be in preschool. And um, because of my profession, um, I'm like the default person in all things. My husband's pretty opinionated on the regular, but in this area, it's like we totally switch roles and he's like, what do you think? What do you think? And so there's a part of me that has anxiety just because well, I, I know I'm not all alone in making the decision, but it's like, I feel the pressure of, well, this is your expertise. <laughs> um, and so I've my, also, my six-year-old is worth noting is special needs. She was early intervention. She's we've been walking that this whole time with her. So you really feel the pressure. And I taught kindergarten, so it's like, I want it to be great. I have these expectations, like it's going to be awesome. Then the pandemic hits, and now here's our reality. And um, originally, we, we are Penn Ridge School District, and I was thinking hybrid, because that's like the middle ground. Um, and apparently, as of today at 2.30, I was told that's not an option for us. So we're stuck deciding between in-person every day or um, virtual. And honestly, our second choice was virtual. And so now it's just the reality of letting that resonate and feel that for a little bit. Like, how will that look? So that's kind of where we're at. And preschool, we're kind of like, let's just figure out what Olivia's doing. And we're open to preschool at this point. So yeah. That's, that's where we're at right now. Um, and I will say that like homeschool is like not an option necessarily for us just because she has so many appointments. My older daughter, we've been doing the whole like virtual telehealth stuff. And it's like, I just don't know how I would manage an entire curriculum plus like her special needs appointments. So mm. it's kind of the reality of us over here. Well, thanks. Thanks guys for sharing. And thank you for being with us. Um, we are dedicated to keeping these podcasts fairly short because we parents, we want these to be helpful for you. And we know that time is precious, even in the midst of the pandemic. It's, it's so interesting that even, you know, the last 24 hours, you're both in Pemridge, you know, decisions are now. And so we're all very much just in, we're in this moment. And one of the first points that we have that we really want to encourage parents in is that we need to be intentional about affirming 
ourselves. This idea that um, it's okay to speak truth over yourself once you've made a decision. And I can hear it, you know, in both of you, there's this, well, in all, all three of you, it was like, how do we make this decision? What's going to be right for our family, for our kids? Um, it seemed like homeschooling, at least for all three of you, was pretty quickly like, nope, that's not the option. But in the midst of a lot of good options, or some would say in this season's a lot of not great options, it is important to pause and speak truth and affirmation once we have made a decision for ourselves and our, our families. And so I'm just curious for any of the three of you, how do we slow down and just make sure that we're speaking that truth over ourselves in the midst of so much uncertainty and even when it, you know, our neighbors, our friends, our family may not making, be making the same decisions as we are. And so what does that look like for you guys real time? I just have to say that I don't know if Kid Fest, when you guys were planning that, but like I did Kid Fest today with my daughters, Reimagine, and that bottom line spoke to my soul so deeply when I got that phone call today that I can trust God because he is in control. Like that is, that is it. Like for me, if I don't know, I couldn't say I would have reacted as kindly to the secretary who had to tell me that after already this morning telling me something different. And I just was like, it's okay. Like it's going to be okay. He's still in control. And I would just think that also like that I, the other thing would be, um, we had a pastor and we lived in the DC year and he used to always just say that God doesn't, um, call the qualified. He qualifies the called. And I would be like, you know what? I'm called to these kids and whatever that means for their educational purposes, <laughs> he will qualify me for whatever facilitation that requires from me. Um, and so that's just kind of what I've been telling myself this whole time. That's awesome. Yeah. For me, I just, I just think I, I really actually am not good at this. And so that's a like an actual struggle in the midst of this that I think is like a, well, I don't know if it would be secondary, but it's like side to side with the schooling mm -hmm. is just, you know, I can trust my voice. I can trust that I know God's voice and um, I can trust that God does has created me with a certain capacity and certain passions and excitements and giftings. And, um, I can trust that, but honestly, for me, it's, it's truly daily. Like I, I struggle with it. I don't, I don't feel super confident in myself or even, um, uh, you know, just feeling at peace and content in my decisions. And I, you know, I think that for me needs to take intention. So I'm like trying to intentionally set aside time. What is that? If that's just minutes in the morning communicating with my husband, like I need some time where, yeah, I can like open up my Bible or read a book that I know is going to fill me with truth and um, do something that I can remember and also be aware of like the content that I'm allowing to come into my psyche. Um, you know, social media, things like that, comparing myself, the, in me trying to affirm my decision um, and confirm things that I think I want to do for my family, I'm looking outward a lot and looking at what other people are doing. And I think that actually is to my detriment a lot because then I'm forgetting mm -hmm. that God is a purpose and a, has created me and our family in certain ways and for certain things. And so I have to be careful. I don't trip myself up with that. Mm. That's good. Yeah. That, that actually you both brought up, talking about trusting God there. And uh, Andrea, thanks for the Kid Fest Reimagine shout out. Woo. <laughs> but uh, as a follow-up question, you know, in regards to that, we're we talking about, you know, speaking kind of these truths of mm -hmm. your decisions over that. 
like what role really in your minds as you think about this, as you have conversations with your husbands uh, about these, these choices and things, what does that look like in your relationship with the Lord when you talk mm-hmm. about trusting him? How does that play out in those conversations or in, mm-hmm. in how you process these things and kind of affirming your decision? I feel like this whole situation for parents, like you're already naturally like, how am I screwing my child up? Like, that's like kind of a narrative. Maybe that's a mom thing more than anything, but it's like able to so recognize what I'm doing wrong all the time that this just like magnifies that sometimes where it's like, it when I accept this decision, am I just inevitably going to be doing something and taking away an experience from them? Or it's just the idea of comparing it to the past of even like preschool was so great. Kindergarten's going to be terrible. Like it's just, it's just a whole other realm of like realizing that like God is so much bigger than Mm -hmm. what I've come to be comforted by before that my kid and I are like, he, his grace is so real that like mm. it's not even if I'm continuing to just live in that truth that God's grace covers over the weakness and over the multitude, just like I give myself grace in every other area of developing and helping my child that this schooling situation is just going to be one more area where God helps me take on and be more evident of who he is and how forgiving and gracious and enough. That, mm-hmm. That's kind of how I'm just like, it feels like this is a whole bigger thing, but actually I need sometimes God to help me take a step back and see that like in the landscape of all of this, that it's just one more piece of parenting that he is more than capable of handling. That's good. Thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For me, I think it just, it's been, a, I don't, again, I'm like, oh gosh, I, I don't know. But for me, I think it's like paying attention to just paying attention. Like what is my body? Like uh, somebody I love, Emily P. Freeman. I listen to her podcast, read her books all the time. And she says like, instead of a pro con list a lot, it's like, what pay attention to your body. Does it rise? Does it fall when you're trying to make a decision? Like kind of just, I don't know, pay attention to who's in your life, what you're going toward, what you're leaning toward. And I think God is in that, like that I can, I have a relationship enough with God to know that he is not just it, it doesn't have to be just an audible word from him that it can be pay attention to what's going on. And, um, and that could be good or bad. So for me, I don't easily, like, I like to maybe create more drama in my life than there needs to be in terms of like stress and strain and overthinking. And it's like, well, Brianna, if you're just, con- if you're content with the thing, like it, pay attention to that too, not just pay mm-hmm. attention to the stress for something that might be wrong, but pay attention to the contentedness and like, that can be okay too. And God might speak to that. So I just think paying attention for me. You know, thinking about that paying attention piece, you know, guys are are great about paying attention to like sports and outdoor stuff and working on the car, you know, you know, doing things like that, roughhousing with the kids. And we kind of default almost to the moms to kind of manage these types of situations. And and so as a dad that wants to be involved and engaged in, in, in his kids' lives, you know, understanding there's that tension between decisions that I may want to make or I don't think I should be involved in or I don't really care about. I have a responsibility as a dad, as a husband to my family because of the, of the gift that God gave me. 
And, and so I, I need to be involved. I need to be engaged. I, I need to seek, you know, him and, and his guidance in that and not make decisions that are good for me. Cause it like, Hey, the kids have been in the house for six months. They need to go back to school. Like that's like my first thought, right? Get out of the house, get back to school. But that again, may not be the best. And so taking time to pause, taking time to listen, taking time to be able to pray some and, and, and seek God's wisdom in that. Oftentimes these types of school decisions, you know, I've had school years before where we're, you know, uh, halfway through September. And I'm like, Hey, did we ever do that? And my wife's like, Oh yeah, I, I did that like four weeks ago. And so, you know, being in the moment and allowing God to work and move in these situations, he has blessed us with these families, guys, we need to be involved and we need to be engaged and supportive of our families. Thanks for taking time out of your schedule to listen to our podcast. If you'd like to get connected, there are a couple ways you can do that. There's a Facebook group, Calvary Families, which we'd love for you to join. Or you can send us an email. Our email address is family at calvary-church.com. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah, they got it bumping. Hey.